0: Good afternoon, good evening, good day. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 186, and it's January 16th when we're talking, and I'm your host, Florence Zion, and I am joined by the... I'm always trying to think of a word to call you, Andy, but then I don't (laughs) think of it until I actually start the intro. Actually, actually,
1: that's great, because usually people... A a certain word comes right to mind, and it really has scalded me since I was at least nine years old, so...
0: Well I've been thinking of the I'll, word for I'll, I'll, you I'll every that. every episode there's a word I have for you which is I think irreplaceable but I'm trying to think of another synonym. Anyway, <laughs> this is what happens when we record the material podcast during the day is that I start off with a stream of consciousness. <laughs>
1: <what I> <laughs> yes completely. because we, uh, we because uh, because it's like it's like a mid morning where Flo is, where I am. It's uh, it's uh, two in the afternoon, so we have exactly the right energy level. The, the great thing about when we're recording, like at eleven p.m. my time, I'm so exhausted that I really almost don't even have enough energy to go off on a tangent. So that's why these early afternoon recording sessions, when we don't have any, when neither of us are going to be tied up late afternoon in the evening. Uh, t- t- tend to be almost like a different show. We, sh- we should almost have different ad rates for the 130 p.m. Uh, yeah. shows.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> hey, I want to start us off on a tangent, if I might, um, no. which is not any different from any other week, of course. Uh, so... I think I mentioned last week that I was having pixel stand problems. I think some I think we actually got a couple tweets about it in which I say thank you. You can always tweet us at Material Podcast. We do read that account, though I'm still trying to figure out what to put as the header image. Because I don't really want to <laughs> replace Yasmeen and Russell's cartoon characters. I don't know. If you have suggestions about that, feel free to tweet us. Anyway, so I got should, a new. We should really skin.
1: use some of the membership money to like hire somebody <laughs> really to redraw, to, or at least or at least replace point. two of those with one of you. Uh, we'll, we
0: should actually talk about this. Someday. We'll, we'll talk
1: about that. It's, <laughs> it, this, this is not your problem, listeners. This is something that we will deal with. It's just that we we're, we're focused on the content and we not are, on. The, it's we're, true. We're, we make we cook the steak, and the sizzle is something we don't even think about, and mm-hmm. the cartoons on the headers are a uh, part of the sizzle. But I. It's incredible. true.
0: When Andy and I do talk, we do talk, we tend to talk about the content and not so much about the logistics of things. But anyway, uh, so I got a new Pixel stand, well, rather a replacement because I have to send the old one that is apparently broken or (laughs) something back. Uh, And so what I am doing is I am carting the Pixel stand with me everywhere in the house and just plugging it in and putting my phone on. And I'm just watching it for hours to see if it starts to say charging slowly uh, I'm also trying to take note of whether or not it's going to show me a screensaver. So right now, it's not showing me the screensaver that I asked it to show, which is Pictures of My Cat, which is an album that I have uh, for both testing and aesthetic purposes. My cat does match the decor in my house, so naturally, I would have her as the background. Um, yeah, I, it's uh, there is a little bubble here for me to have it tell me a joke, and I could probably also call it out with the command, but really, just what I wanted it to do was charge rapidly. That's the thing it was not doing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, which is actually, what I paid eighty dollars for. I'm, I'm trying to scroll and find this, but uh, someone on Reddit—I don't think it was the Google subreddit; might have been the Pixel phone subreddit. Uh, I'm trying—I'm trying to find it, but they claim to have gotten their Pixel stand charging and working. Well, by doing the usual desperation move of I don't know why X is not working on my uh, Android phone and I don't know how to fix it, but I know that there's as good a chance as not that this thing I do will fix it. And we're talking about like <laughs> going into the application, clearing the cache, yes. resetting <laughs> resetting the buffers, that. uninstalling, reinstalling, and then doing that all over again and then restarting. And it seems as though, like, if there should be, like, if 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 you imagine, listeners, that I'm holding up this uh, this insulated cup that's now filled with Diet uh, Dr. Pepper, if you imagine that someone has poured this to a level where my finger is now, like, one inch below the rim of the cup, that that's how much engineering they should have poured into the, the Pixel charging stand. It's like, that they only poured it up to, like, the one-third level. Uh, and as anybody who has been served a fast food, uh, container of mm-hmm. soda where it's mm-hmm. mostly foam and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and ice, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, that that's that, that you need to have more engineering in there. No, no, no ice, no foam. I want it full to the top with engineering. Uh, and it seems as though they shortchanged you in the engine. If they just like pour more engineering into that and then send it back to you, maybe that will work.
0: Well, here's the problem. I'm not going to get my $80 back. Uh, which is a bummer because there's a pair of shoes I've been really wanting. Uh, but that's okay because I'm RMAing this, and so I did re. So I didn't do that cash thing because I just thought like this is ridiculous, and I try to look at things from a user experience perspective. But like the user being my mom, uh, I mean I I have no problem going in and and doing that sort of fancy whatever stuff, clearing of things, caches and things. I have no problem doing that, but I don't want to because I think that's not fair. (laughs) Like, I shouldn't have to do that.
1: That's not the experience that you thought the $80 would buy you a ticket for, yes.
0: This isn't 2010 anymore. This isn't 2011, okay? Like, Android has been around long enough that I shouldn't have to do that stuff anymore. You you
1: shouldn't have to, like, flip dip switches to make Mm -hmm. sure now this is eight data bits, one stop bit, even no parity. That should not be that.
0: And by the way, I have the exact same uh, set of rules for any IOT product I bring into the home, which is if that I plug it in and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, then it's, it's going out of my house. If I have to like connect wires or strip wires or like unscrew uh, light switches and things like I'm not doing that. Uh, That's, that's just not user friendly in my opinion. And so, and, Anyway, that particular part is for another podcast. But for this pixel stand right here, I did go to support. I told them what I did to troubleshoot. And by the time I told them that I, by the time I told them like the second thing I did, which was, yes, I use the cable that you sent me with it. (laughs) (laughs) Then they were like, okay, something's wrong with your stand. So, and then they sent me a new one. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if it fixes. I hope it does because I would like for my eighty dollars to go to use on this thing. And so far, it's working. So stay tuned, folks.
1: <laughs> we can we can only hope. And and uh, let's all just take a moment to reflect upon the fact that we that we're going through all of this trouble to save us the excruciating pain of plugging a copper wire into the bottom of a, into a receptacle designed for that purpose. And this is, see, this is, this is why every time I've, uh, I, I have a little joke to make like on Instagram or Twitter about how, like I, I last time, last time I made a joke about the lack of a headphone jack uh, or the lack of headphone jacks on, on iPhones, it was, I grabbed a pair of ear, uh, of earbuds like wired headphones for my Android phone, left the house. And it was only when I was on the train that I realized that, oh, that those weren't like the regular analog oh, no. earbuds they were the ones that there were the apple ones that plug into a lightning port which no! of course my phone doesn't have and i thought oh ho ho ha ha see we found another dimension and of course there's like a hundred responses of oh well you know if you just get a wireless headset you won't have that problem well i, I got a wireless headset and i don't miss it at all and i'm saying Dudes, ladies, way to miss the whole point that I'm saying that there is an inc- for in addition to the conveniences, there's occasional inconveniences. And I just don't want us to ever forget that the great thing about like a wire connection is that you plug it in. And so long as you don't have too many air molecules between the end of the cable and the interior of the receptacle, EG, if you actually plug it in. There's no negotiation, there's no setup, there's no download and install an app, there's no search for, put something into pairing mode, it just simply electrons realize, hey, I can see the battery from there, or I can see (laughs) the headphones from there, I think I'll go down that route. And yeah, it's, I can
0: see the lights.
1: <laughs> I've never, I've, I've never, I, 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 I love the fact that I've got speakers throughout my entire house. All I'm saying is that when I used to do that by actually running like copper wires throughout ah, yes. the house, yes. I never had to say, "Oh, that's right, I have to make sure the speaker is on the same subnet in the house mm-hmm. internet to make sure that it can see the yeah." So.
0: I remember how cool I felt when I first connected copper wiring. Uh, You know, the
1: the first time you lit up that B switch on the on the Mm -hmm. on your AV tuner, so you have Mm -hmm. the speakers A and speakers B. That's when you're really living in
0: 1998, fellas. Mm -hmm. Um, Andy, I wanna I want to shift gears. Well, if we can. Uh, So I am currently. I took it upon myself. So apparently, yesterday we were talking about Wear OS watches that were announced at CES, and that was something that I completely did not look into last week because I forgot that smart watches exist. Because I haven't worn one in a long time, and the ones that have existed have felt just not made for me, quite frankly. And when I say me, I mean me, specifically the user that I am, which is that I am a casual user who wants to wear something that is comfortable. Um, but... You popped in some links into the notes today, which totally kicked off my radar, and so I went down a rabbit hole. And so I'm currently putting together a list of smartwatches that I think I might be wearing this year. But I want to hear like what what has piqued your interest from that batch.
1: Well, now I'm uh, the reason why I, I had sort of a moment yesterday where the uh, the Tick Watch Pro was a lightning deal on amazon it's normally two hundred and fifty bucks and was down to two hundred bucks, which is a really good deal on this watch and After looking around not only at what's what was available before c e s and also what was announced at c e s I'm pretty convinced that if that if I'm buying a new Android Wear watch, it's going to be the Tick Watch Pro because it has all mm. the stuff that I want. It has uh, NFC, so I can do Google Payments, uh, right. contactless, just like an Apple Watch. Uh, it has GPS, so it can do that kind of tracking without having to talk to the phone. Uh, it's got the heart rate monitor, of course. It also has that really. It's it's built nicely with a whole bunch of stainless steel. It looks like a very nice watch, uh, and it also has. Unlike some of the other tick watches, they have it has a supplemental LCD display. Like a conventional, Ah. like Casio, like the watch that I've had in high school, sort of display on top of the OLED display, so that this can actually run for like 30 days if I just use that low power LED display and it keeps like Android uh, Wear OS uh, inactive. And by using both of them, I can get like several days of use without charging. So, uh, and uh, so I was really sure that. You know what if I uh, given that my given that my my series 2 uh moto uh, moto 360 wants to go home to Jesus uh I t- I, t- I told <laughs> you the sto- watched
0: Jesus Yeah I I
1: told <laughs> you the story last week of the, how like the one button on the side is like not not working and how that almost kind of screwed me up <laughs> Mm hmm. So uh, so and that's OK. I, I also, from the purposes of testing, you know, we do a podcast about Google and I do all kinds of writing about Google and when wearables, I should have one at least for the library. And also I would enjoy using it with my Pixel phone. But the, and I just realized that. And wow. That, so that's the one I would. I was really interested in buying. And what that really is a terrific deal. And I just couldn't get myself to click the button and buy it. I'm just not at all excited about anything going on with Wear OS this mm-hmm. year. Not uh, not until uh, qual not until Qualcomm or somebody comes out with uh, a chip that's a lot better than taking the two or three year old mobile chip that they've been using all along, and let's just have add a really cool low power mode to it. Whereas Apple is essentially giving you <laughs> like an entire like Mac two <laughs> power in the in in your watch that can do all kinds of things that have nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with the simple things that a smartwatch has to do. It's there's it's still big. It's still chunky. It's still this. Like I said, there's just nothing really exciting about it. And I'm still trying to tell myself that I shouldn't just buy an Apple Watch. Because I'm, uh, it's kind of time for me to. Uh, I, I'm just getting a little bored with the watch that I have as my daily wear thing, and maybe it's time for me to buy another watch. And this is also the time of year uh, where the Amazon affiliate uh, credits that I get from all the stuff that I tweeted during Black Friday, like it will come in in like Friday in uh, in uh, February and March. And it's a non—it's a substantial amount as as these things go, and so it's enough that if I wanted to simply say, "Hey, why don't I just spend two or three hundred bucks and get a nice watch?" And it's like, "Okay, great." So we're just gonna. Th- just as a watch, it's a really cool watch. Even on, on that basis, it's like, well, why don't for three or two or 50, 250, 300 bucks, I can get like an almost latest, latest edition Apple watch. And no, I won't be able to sync it to anything on my phone. And I'm going to have to actually keep one of my old iPhones just sort of charged and ready so it can receive health data. And so I can pro- post updates to it. But as a cool watch and as a fitness watch, boy, does it look cool. And boy, do I enjoy the way it works and boy, do I enjoy like the Pixar Toy Story watch faces and, and the EKG thing, which I know is kind of at this point is phony baloney, fake medicine. But isn't it cool to be able to say, hey, look, I can see the line go. Yes, it is. The the, e, the C and ECG stands for curly. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just I just can't I can't even get more excited about getting a two hundred dollar tick watch, uh, Android Wear watch than I would about saying, well, why don't we get like a really cool just like $250 Seiko analog watch or like one of the really good like Casio G-Shock watches that's about the same size as a tick watch but has all kinds of really cool toys and gadgets on it that i just just like the health features on a on a fitness watch i will never actually use but i'll be amused by as i push the buttons and make the indicators change things but that uh, what what i'm getting to is that it's kind it, it's a really bad sign that someone like me who is a nerd and at this time of this year has a couple hundred bucks that he would be very willing to spend on a new smartwatch who could also say that I'm almost obligated to get a modern version of a Wear OS watch so that I can keep my current, I still can't get myself interested to get any of this stuff. And it really is the fault of the hardware.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I'm frustrated because a long, long time ago, by which I mean, what, like five years ago when... That's, yeah, it's a long time for some people. Uh, Actually, I mean, five years is a long time. But anyway, uh, so about five years ago, I remember, I think LG had launched the G-Watch R and I was just incensed because it was like, who? this is made for people with giant wrists and this is clearly made for like one type of user in mind, one type of user only. Um, It was very frustrating because... When that happens, or rather back then, it kind of felt like I was yelling into the void and everybody was just kind of ignoring me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like,
0: it was like, why is none of this? The thing that I have been waiting for is for smaller POLED panels because I just don't think we need to have a 42 millimeter like watch face. It's just, it's huge. And I do not need, I'm sorry, but I don't need that much information on my watch. I'm actually Mm. very happy with the I've been using the what's it called Huawei Band 3 Pro which um they had sent me a review unit and so I was testing it out and I like it the problem is that it doesn't do all of the wear OS stuff that I wanted to do it's um it doesn't track certain exercises but I but I use it and I like the heart rate monitor and all that on it and I'm I'm happy with the screen size it's just that I would like something round and watchy but smaller and I saw that Misfit had announced, no, not Misfit, excuse me, Why um, things Why things had announced some hybrid smartwatches at CES last week. And they look so beautiful. I'm sorry, Andy, I don't have a link to send you. I'm sorry, listeners, that I am not providing you with a, any visual of any sort. But I like the idea of hybrid smartwatches because it gives me the watch thing that I want. while also, because all I want to watch for is the track stuff. I don't want yeah. it to really tell me what's going on on my phone because I think that's a very noisy thing. Um, but at the same time, I would like to have the option to have it buzz when I need it, that sort of thing. So I'm I'm waffling a lot here because I just haven't had a watch that m- meets my needs. And also, I saw a watch that my cousins were wearing in Romania, and they it was like a square watch. It looked very uh, Apple watchy. And I liked the aesthetic because I actually like the aesthetic of the Apple Watch. I think it looks really cute on fem, like uh, on fems. I think it looks mm-hmm. really cute. Like if you, if you have like a cute aesthetic or whatever, and I would like to sort of adopt that, but there's not really an option that I have besides the, I guess Fitbit has a watch, but I don't want the Fitbit OS. I want Wear OS. Yeah. And so I asked them and they said, apparently it's a Huawei watch, but I cannot find it. And perhaps it's, and I am even on the UK site and I can't find it. Um, So I'm going to be going down a a rabbit hole. Or I guess I could just send my cousin a text message. (laughs) (laughs) But I need, I need, I want to find, I just want a small peel lead panel uh, with a, with, I mean, why can't we use regular watch batteries? Why does it have to be rechargeable? Is it really not enough? Is there really not enough power?
1: Yeah, I bet there really isn't. Yeah, really is not enough power. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't, the 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 other complication is that Fitbit and Garmin both make really cool like gadget let's let's i'm I'm gonna be honest from my perspective it's a gadget watch and i like gadget watches i was the kid who had (laughs) who i was who had like the hundred the hundred phone numbers storing calculator watch casio i had
0: a pikachu watch i just want to put that out for the record and you push a button and pikachu would show up and Anyway, go on. No, Sorry. no, but but, but exactly
1: well, again. Just to, I want a gadgety sort of watch. I also like the fact that it can like record activity and just remind me that not not judge me, but at least collect information so that if I want to know mm-hmm. was I if uh, I as an as a male uh, over the age of thirty, unfortunately, I do f- try to keep in mind how much activity I am doing or not am doing. And I can just say at the end of the week, did you have a good week for activity mm-hmm. or do you need to work on it for next week? And for 200 bucks current, actually currently on sale for one seventy nine ninety five, 95, I could get uh, the Fitbit, uh, Fitbit Versa, which is really cool. It's like a square pillow shaped watch, like the Apple watch it's small. So it's not, not like wearing a tuna can on your wrist. It will it'll get notifications it'll let you control music playback uh and it is
0: like wearing a tuna can on your wrist by the way it, yeah, it, like no, some of these th- it's th- so frustrating yeah
1: no it's 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 insane it's i I just want to know what is, what deal with the devil, apparently, did Apple yeah. make that they're the only ones that can make an insanely cool because and feature-filled they're, one? Because
0: they're so good at design. That's why they make so much money. Yeah. It re- I, I really honestly think it's just the design that they've managed to get people in on the aesthetic. And I completely, 100% get it. Uh, I just can't afford that lifestyle. <laughs> nor do i want to be an i i'm not an ios user so for me it's just not it's that's not going to happen but i desperately want something like that for us android users and i just sorry to interrupt you andy no, 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 i no. you just reminded me like how frustrating it is that apple's been making so much money off of this stuff for the last like 3 years or something like that why is nobody like taking a tip just just make <laughs> Just make me a watch that's just like it. I don't they, care. You know yeah, what? It's,
1: it's, it really does come down to the reason why Apple is the only company that has this kind of a powerful watch that looks sensible on a woman's wrist is because they give a damn, and the rest they the rest yes. of the companies I'm sure they I'm sure they care. But they don't care enough about it to solve, to spend all the time and all the uh, all the ingenuity to solve those problems when they feel like we can still have a good success if we just sell the forty two millimeter or the or even a forty six millimeter version of it. Okay, but before before we leave this topic though, let's I should also say that. There is not very much stopping Apple from creating an edition of the software that will run on uh, that will work with Android mm-hmm. or will work with a Windows machine or even will work with a a macbook and I think that there I would be very disappointed if Apple decided that they're going to maintain the Apple Watch as a unique feature of the Apple ecosystem to try to get people to buy iPhones instead of Android phones. I know it's not as simple as that. I know that as originally envisioned the uh, the Apple Watch was designed to essentially be like the little uh, the little Mars uh, rover drone of the phone where most of the they have to share a lot of it has to share a lot of attributes of ios with the phone with the iphone even though it's not an ios device because it's designed to simply be an intimate extension of what the iphone is clearly they've moved far away from that since the original launch and so maybe there's still a few bibs and bobs inside that watch that require an ios tether of some kind in order to keep it functioning but it is so within not just me as a consumer's. uh, needs, but it's so in Apple's best interest to say you can sell this watch to everybody, not just the people who have iPhones. Remember, remember how you had to write a letter to everybody explaining how bad, <laughs> how bad you had guessed how many iPhones you're going to sell. Yeah. How, how yeah. if you started selling, and remember how you were so eager to make people forget about that disclosure that you had to make, that you actually sent Tim Cook to talk to the the the, the Mad Money guy, the Kramer guy, to talk about how much money that you guys are making <laughs> off of wearables, when previously you were never given any any data on that whatsoever. We have. I've got. I okay. I don't have a prop here. I don't literally have three hundred dollars in cash to wave in front of the camera if I were Tim Kramer. I would because I'm because he is that kind of uh, uh, let me pull off my own nose and throw it at the camera uh, I'm not sure he's done that and actually watch the show but that's the impression I get from the clips I've seen but yes I, I have money for you Tim for an Apple watch even even with you not making it compatible with my Android phone I am tempted to just simply go to an Apple Store and buy one so please do that just Please do that. Don't don't make me give this money to Fitbit. I, that wouldn't be a terrible thing on my end, but I I'd be more than happy to give this money plus another hundred to you.
0: Hey Andy, shall we? Let's let's table this for now because I'm yes. sure that the rest of the VR will give us more more things to say about this. Um, I was thinking now might be a good time before we get into our ad for the episode to give our listeners some tips, some tips on things they can do on their computer.
1: Yeah, well, I okay. <laughs> for a blanket to <laughs> offer a, a blanket. Yeah, exactly. To make sure that we can collapse one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bullet points of interesting. <laughs> I was trying stuff. to
0: segue, everyone. I was trying to segue. <laughs>
1: remember, it's remember it's it's not a lame segue if we're hanging hanging a lantern on the fact that we're making a lame segue. Yes, uh, but I just I just want I I want to I want to share a couple of things that. Uh, most of you are going to think, well, why is Andy just discovering this? This is, but I've been using this feature for years and maybe though 5% will say, wait a minute, you mean that if I'm using like Gmail as my regular, like mail inbox, and I've like signed up for a free trial of like the New York times, And uh, it will know that that my free trial expires in like seven days. And it's going to warn me that if I don't cancel the New York Times, it's going to start charging me. So if I don't want the New York Times, I should definitely do that. That's so cool. And, of course, creepy. But think, again, Google. It is the exact intersection between creepy and cool that, oh – On some level, I should be upset that you are paying that close attention to my personal emails, Mm -hmm. but thank you for not getting me like commit. And and also, I remember that that form said it will bill you for an entire year's worth of subscription at one hundred and eighty dollars. And I also like so we use Google Docs, of course, to do the show doc, and I write the show doc every week in Google Docs. And I don't know why I never noticed the explore button. Like at the lower right-hand corner of the screen, oh, possibly, possibly because right. this was the first time. Like as as I'm looking at right now, it's just like a gray box that's trying not to call attention to itself. That kind of looks like a little like it's cartoon. A star. It's like a little star. With, yeah, and I I guess I was I was I was working on the show doc last week, the week before, and for some reason it was like expanded and blue, and it said explore. And so I wonder what that does. And I clicked the button, <laughs> and then I said. Oh, like all of the uh, I was I think I was writing a, uh, writing notes on I don't know some whatever it was and wow it's it knows that from where I'm writing that oh so he's he's writing about uh, the sack of Hammurabi so here is a sidebar of like links to like research notes on <laughs> this thing that I'm writing about and here's some pictures about it uh, as, I, as I was writing the notes today. It was like here are are topics that I'm that I've been talking about. Here are images related to like what I've been writing about. Here is related research. And I remember at the time when I first put this in the show notes, like last week, it's like it literally had one of the links that I was about to copy from an open tab. No I, no, I don't think it was actually an open tab, so wasn't getting it from there. It was just, oh well, this is a tech meme article that I w- I had read, that I had bookmarked uh, in, uh, in 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 uh, Wonderlist or something. Like, oh, so it actually, okay, so I actually don't have to be able to claim as much credit for researching these things as I could just simply let people believe that I just simply let Google tell me what I should be putting into the show doc. Okay. But that isn't that, it's like, that's actually quite cool. And now I have to pay attention to it. And now I'm really wondering about all kinds of features in Google services that, and apps that I use that I have no idea are there because they don't, there's no button saying, remind me about some subscription that's going to Cost me a lot of money if I don't cancel it. It's just something that happens and appears. So I, I I think that's somebody needs somebody needs to like just have a wiki of every single feature of every single Google product everywhere. I'll read it.
0: Uh I just want to quickly add, I just put a picture into the doc, which I found through the Discover feature. And <laughs> apparently the images it suggests Are labeled for commercial use with modification. Um, Only select (laughs) images that you have confirmed. Oh, okay. So it looks like I'm wondering if this is like a good way to figure out, like, to find images that are readily available. Well, okay.
1: So let let me tell you what what I'm looking at. Uh, So under under (laughs) topics, (laughs) it says Chromecast (parentheses product line) Uh Mobvoi Tickwatch Pro and Google Pixel Stand. Underneath that, under images, there are images of the Chromecast and the Chromecast logo. If I click on more, then I see the same actually oddly enough, it looks like a Christian cross next uh-huh. to an actually and an Android a droid. Bulkhead, bulkhead uh, Christian and cross. also it knows I was talking about HDMI. So here's a look uh, here's a look at HDMI pinouts. Here is it's like I, I know. I know instinctively that as helpful as that is, I know I can't use any of those images because that means that anytime anybody else has used Google Docs to write notes about the uh, about the Chromecast, if anybody sees the same uh, uh, Android Jesus picture, they'll know uh-huh. that. Oh, I guess Andy just got it from the suggestions yeah. that Google made. Yeah, well, I guess exactly. he doesn't work very hard, does he? But this is pretty I mean it's yeah every and if you, I'm clicking on more Chromecast pixel stand Google SmartWatch HDMI phone connector audio signal open port microphone digital audio Chromebook Raspberry Pi powered speakers actually this is a I'm I'm actually kind of a genius we're we should go right into a commercial because just by reading the topics that iPod hi fi all of the things that uh, that have been pulled out by Google by Google Docs as topics that are inside this, are actually teasers for what happens after the ad. That's true. So let, let, let's let's do an ad. Let, let's pretend as though that was actually our design all along. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at five bucks a month. And you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Industry-leading performance with native SSD storage, a 40-gigabit network, and Intel E5 processors. This is only part of what Linode offers because they now have 10 data centers spread all over the world. Uh, I'm not going to add reverb to that, but if our editor wants to do that, he's free to do that because, boy, you can't say across the world. Even if you do have a rich, lush baritone like mine and really give it the right punch. Anyway, meaning that you can serve your customers even quicker than before. They have an API that allows you to easily automate tasks or develop custom applications in the cloud, and everything is manageable via the command line. All of Leno's pricing tiers feature hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans and add-on services like backups and node balancers. Linode guarantees 99.9% uptime for server availability. Once your server is up, they keep it that way. Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating a VPN, running Docker containers, hosting a private Git server, and so much more. Oh, and Linode are hiring right now. If this interests you, just go to linode.com careers. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for only five bucks a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is four free months, and with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to Linode.com/slash material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that twenty dollar credit. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show and Relay FM.
0: So there's this thing about being an Android user that is probably why maybe people were well, I shouldn't say people were scared. Uh, I just know that this is this is a narrative that's been out in the world. Since I started using Android, which since well is that, before,
1: since time immemorial,
0: uh huh, true. Which is since that the first when amphibian
1: you, crawled out of from the slime,
0: right? Uh, from underneath uh, Sergey Brin's slime in his backyard of <laughs> the backyard of his Palo Alto uh, craftsman home. Uh, so, oftentimes we run into a malicious app. Okay,
1: and it's all about freedom, people. I mean, we picked this platform because we didn't want to be controlled by the man. In this case, the man being Apple. And we wanted Mm -hmm. the freedom. And unfortunately, much like the hippies who sought freedom, there is a certain amount of contracting venereal diseases that that freedom entails. And if we'd actually stayed in college uh, and went to dental school, like a parent said, we would not be battling this weird itch that is not responding to any of these says or unguents we've been prescribed for it
0: it's true uh becoming a dentist is always a good backup plan a and b they got it all
1: figured out dentists. yeah
0: ex- they do uh my mother's a hygienist so i'm slightly biased uh <laughs> but so there's this file explorer es file explorer which is over 500 million installs I,
1: I that's one of the first things i install on every single android device that I, it's on my chromebook it's on my phone
0: I'm nodding very uh, enthusiastically because this was an app that I think I have put in several roundups for publications that I've written for over the years, including, I think I included that in a roundup I wrote for Ars Technica, which is just like now I feel like I've been betrayed because (laughs) what happened is that it's a giant security nightmare now. So what happened is that these developers convinced us of this utility and led us down the path that we thought was of righteousness, but it turns out that this was just a path to uh, what is a slimmed down web server, which is like so rude. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and the web and, server and it's, giving us
1: fe- it's delivering <laughs> features like being able to like the whole the whole the whole deal of ES File Explorer and why we love it is that it's the best thing for like moving files on and off yeah. the device and exploring. Whatever files are on the device, even stuff in system files. files. And too. hey, isn't it cool that now we can and we can even actually just like connect to it wirelessly and move files between phones and between stuff. And yeah, so they does they put a there's a web server that does that, and uh, they uh, decided, hey, let's just have an open port, make that work to make it really easy.
0: Let's people get information about your files, photos, apps, launch apps, information about your device. Pool files. Uh, This vulnerability actually affects versions. So those of you listening, uh, just maybe write this down if you have a chance. If you're driving, just check it when you park. But the vulnerability affects versions 4.1.9.5.2 and below, and then 4.1.9.7.4 is the current version. So if you're on the current version, you should be fine. If you're on the version we just mentioned, 4.1.9.5.2 and below, you will have that vulnerability. Uh, you will have that portal open to your system.
1: If if you like meeting people that's in that's sharing a Wi-Fi at your coffee shop or in your house or or in your office, maybe you want to keep it because, you know, they'll be able to browse your device and see your files, see your photos and you know have uh have uh launch like 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 let's like let's say they let's say you've got skype or duo installed they could have the that app launch and maybe it'll turn on the camera and they could see what you know because if you're again if you really are one of those woodstock peace love freedom people i'm regretting every single time that i'd said well you know the reason why i switch from my phone is because you know i don't like the walled garden i don't like apple telling me what i can and can't well sometimes it's okay when a company tells you what you can and can't do if it stops you from installing an app that if it stops you from using it uh, yeah yeah this is this is just really 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 bad what's also pretty sketchy is that uh I have to go back to my phone to check the update history. But at least when you go onto the Google Play Store, when it tells you why was this app recently updated, it says, oh, just, you know, bug fixes, feature enhancements. It doesn't say, oh, by the way, there's a security vulnerability uh, that is limited to vulnerability to other people who are on the same wireless network as you and not the internet in general, but still pretty damn bad. You should really definitely download and install this. Yeah, that's bad. Um, There's a a French security researcher by the name of Baptiste Robert uh, Mm -hmm. exposed the problem originally a few days ago in a series of tweets. uh, And then uh, TechCrunch got uh, in contact with him and uh, he gave them more information and also gave him a script that would demonstrate how the thing works. Uh, He said that all connected devices on the local network can get data installed on the phone. He said uh, using a simple script he wrote, Robert demonstrated how he could pull pictures, videos, and app names or even grab a file from the memory card from another device on the same network. The script even allows an attacker to remotely launch an app on the victim's device. This seems like something you would not want to happen on your phone. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess go check it out. If you have ES File Explorer, download it on your phone. And uh, and if you do, maybe it is time to consider another – maybe it's time to consider files by Google?
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe – see, Apple Apple enforces like a, a, a walled garden or like a, you'll use all of our software and all of our hardware by sort of like making you do that. Google is getting into the same way by simply saying that, unfortunately, we're the only people that you can trust. And when we say, and when you think that we're an ad company, and you ask, you are saying we're the most trustworthy company involved in Android. That's a really bad statement for the whole platform. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. <clears throat> um, moving along, uh, there is another bit of unfortunate news yeah. that we have to discuss. Uh, somebody play taps in the background or something, but basically the Chromecast audio has been discontinued. <laughs> and uh, I actually added no fewer than five sobbing emoji phases yeah. because the Chromecast audio maybe it's possible that it wasn't, it's possible that it wasn't maybe a very popular, you know, line item in the, in the Google store, but those of us that have one can really talk about its utility in our lives. And so this is going to be an absolute bummer. So right now, the Chromecast audio, it's been discontinued, but through February, there's a $20 discount So it'll be down to fifteen dollars from
1: thirty five. Um that that was that was like a I think it was a Black Friday discount that they extended through February, which should have been a tip off that maybe they're trying to get rid of these as has quickly as they can and of course as soon as they as soon as they announced this like three four days ago i'm like oh for well a for fifteen dollars i i have one that i use and i love we can talk about that later but like oh for i i really want to buy an, uh, another one or maybe two other ones because it's such a useful thing and the google store is out of stock and target is out of stock and, and everybody is out of stock on this and if you go to ebay i had of course go to ebay and uh f- using the making sure i checked for uh eBay auctions that had been completed with the sale, uh several people managed to sell uh these thirty-five dollar, <laughs> the thirty-five dollar uh, Chromecast audios for forty or fifty dollars. Uh, there were even a couple of people who were trying to get two hundred dollars for a two pack. Okay, good for you. That's, that's collector's adorable.
0: item. It's already a collector's item.
1: Yeah. It's
0: uh- the minute I heard this news, I thought of you, Andy, because you were the one who shared, I think it was several weeks on the podcast, that you were using a Chromecast audio to connect uh your Apple iPod Hi-Fi. And yeah. I remember you saying that. I'm like, oh duh, of course you could of course, of course.
1: Yeah. And that and that's like the perfect <laughs> that's the perfect thing to use the the Chromecast audio for. Like as a Chromecast device it works like anything else that's a chromecast like uh, like a google home where it just simply off of, off of your phone or your computer or your browser or your tablet and when you got like an audio app says oh send the, where should i send the audio uh here are, the, here are five chromecast uh, devices uh fine send it to like the speaker that's inside the kitchen uh, but you don't maybe you don't want to necessarily have to buy a chromecast speaker for to have it happen because as as people who are of a certain age we have we went through that period in the early 2000s and early 20 teens maybe where we actually like bought powered speakers that you plug into your ipod or plug into your uh, your iphone and they're perfectly fine but now they're useless because they're not bluetooth well mm-hmm. you just spend 35 dollars or if you're lucky 15 dollars for this adorable little like vinyl record shaped uh, Oreo cookie sized device that's powered by any micro USB like phone power charger thingy uh that has a headphone jack built into it. You just connect the connect the headphone jack uh, out of the Chromecast and into uh this set of speakers. In my cast in my case the uh the 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 audio input on the back of my iPod Hi-Fi you set it up with, with the Google Home app. You give it a name. You can even add it to a group. And right now, uh, the uh, I, I was thinking about buying uh, a second uh, Google Home Max so that I could have like a big, bassy, boomy, loud speaker, like in one of the bigger rooms of the house, uh, outside of my bedroom, where the where the other Google Home Max is. But then realized that hey, I don't actually need it. I ju- I can just use the Google Hi- the the iPod Hi Fi, which is also a kind of like rounded cornered black cloth grilled <laughs> designery looking speaker and you don't even see the the dongle of the of the chromecast in the back of it uh and i get this beautiful sound from something that i really had only held held on to because it was just cool looking but now it's doing this wonderful wonderful service for me or if you've got uh a, or if you've got like a a a home hi-fi setup uh, you can just use that to turn your your stereo uh, amplifier with really good big speakers into a Chromecast device. It even it was doing this wonderful magic where it included it's included with a, like a four inch long, like headphone stereo headphone to stereo headphone, little plug for like analog, but you could plug, it was actually a digital connector. So you can get like an opt, a, an optical cable that will go into the same jack and plug into the optical in of the back of your like $800 tuner. And that was a lot of value for 35 bucks. And so it's kind of a bummer that, Google has struck it from the rolls, and I hope that they're doing that because they've got something they're going to be releasing in 2019 that can fill the same function. Uh, like a lot, a lot of people were were speculating that maybe the uh, the uh, the tiny, tiny, tiny little Google Home, uh, the 35 is it 40 49 bucks, or it's been so long since I've seen it uh, sold at full price. I'm used to it being a 30 buck thing. The Google Home Mini. Uh, like what yeah, if you 50 just, bucks. right? So, but what if what if you had that little device, but you also had like a headphone jack on the back of it, like an audio right. out? Okay, that's actually only fifteen dollars more than what the uh, Chromecast audio was. Plus, you would get the Google Assistant with it. So, I'm hoping that's what it is. I'm hoping they didn't just say that we don't want we don't want people to simply add <laughs> add Chromecast to every single speaker set that they have and enjoy the fact that we. this is a really great service that enjoy, empowers their lives in some way. That is a very Apple thing for them to do, to say, no, 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 I've got something better than a $29 adapter. I've got a $400 speaker. You're welcome, mm-hmm. users.
0: On the plus side, there is a market of extremely cheap Bluetooth dongles that you can buy. So if you're if you're feeling like you missed out on the Chromecast audio thing, you're not going to get the Chromecast integration and like the whole nice Google ecosystem uh, play. But you can pretty much spend, what, 13, 14 bucks, buy one of these dongles. And if you have a headphone jack, you just stick it in there and then it automatically adds Bluetooth functionality To your audio device, and then you can use that to stream to a phone or um, to stream to, I don't know, the world, however you want to stream. I have a bunch of these in my house. I actually keep them around because I like to use them because I'm one of those people, because when you say, well, why don't you just get wireless headphones? I listened to you and I went and I bought dongles for all of my favorite headphones, which are all wired headphones. So that all I have to do is put the little dongle in my pocket or my pants pocket. And you know, because I'm, because I wear women's pants, they don't really have pockets. So this is all I can fit in there. (laughs) Uh, And then that's how I wear my headphones now. So I just wear like a little dongle and I always have one in my purse. I always have one hanging out in the house if I want to connect anything. And I do still have that Chromecast audio and now I'm just going to hold on to it for sheer archiving of tech, I guess, just to show, <laughs> look at this relic I have.
1: For the for the as I call it when I don't want to throw anything away because I just think it's cool. No, 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 I I need this for the hardware library. I might need to refer uh-huh. back to this later on. I swear it's this object is giving me joy. It's not something I'm simply holding on to because I lack the ability to form actual emotional connections to real humans. Uh, yeah. I just, uh, Bluetooth just gives me an itch. It, it, it works great except for the times where it doesn't work at all. And then it is like trying to get glitter out of a shag carpet. It's just dispiriting and ineffective. Um, the only, if, uh, with the, unless, unless, uh, Google comes out with that headphone jacked, uh, <laughs> Google home mini, uh, the only, if you do have like a regular, like video HDMI Chromecast, uh, dongle, which actually costs no more than the the, the full price of the audio only one, uh, you can get like a t- mm. for 20 bucks on Amazon, a whole bunch of Chinese companies mm. make uh, an HDMI audio extractor. So you plug the you would plug the uh, the Chromecast HDMI into the HDMI port of this little black box, which is itself p- uh, powered by uh, a, a phone charger. Uh, and then it will just spit out a, a two RCA connectors that will give you just the audio from that HDMI signal. So you could you then plug that into the back of your iPod Hi-Fi or whatever it is you want to get audio from, but it's not nearly as slick as, once again, the Oreo cookie that that's molded to look like a vinyl record that has this cool yellow cable in it.
0: Sigh... So
1: Nothing gold can stay, Pony Boy. Nothing gold can stay.
0: That was like a really popular, by the way. That was a really popular statement that a lot of the pop punk bands that I listened to in the <laughs> early two thousands actually. I think that was the name of an album I listened to. And that's where I learned that phrase. Just FYI, and then I figured out it was from. It's from that Robert De Niro movie.
1: Uh, no, it's it's no. It's, it's, uh, it's a it's a very uh, it's a very popular book uh that my generation was uh was... Oh right
0: it's Robert Fa- Frost sorry
1: everyone. It's well
0: <laughs> God I'm such a millennial sometimes I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> well no see it's 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 actually it's actually a couple of levels deep because yes nothing gold can stay is a Robert Frost poem. However, there is a critical line in the book The Outsiders in which where, like, Ponyboy is one of the young, mm-hmm. toughs, tough teens, and I don't want to ruin the book, but it's very, very pithy and very, very timely, and say, well, nothing gold can stay, Ponyboy. Nothing gold can stay. Pony Boy. Gold can stay. I, I do believe that the Outsiders, as i I should probably add that to the books that uh my reading list as an adult because I do think it was one of those books that I was supposed to read <laughs> in my English class, but I somehow managed to score a b plus or a minus without actually reading the book, and it's trust trust me kids, teens today. It's at least write down the names of all the books that you, they, they told you to read that you didn't read because there's going to be a time in your adult future when you're going to like, oh, you know what? F. Scott Fitzgerald was actually kind of a really cool writer. I wish I had. I I'm, I've definitely could not have appreciated The Great Gatsby when it was – being frozen into solid blocks and put into a pillowcase and then beaten me about the head and shoulders with it at in this tiny cinder block room with no air or no natural light that the state was forcing me to go to five days a week all but two months out of the year but if I actually have the ability to choose to read it it's actually a very good book so I'm, I'm betting the outsiders is also a very very good book it's also a movie so if you want to skip the whole reading thing entirely See Thomas unpopular,
0: Howell. Again. Unpopular opinion. This is how I feel about a separate piece. Anyway.
1: <laughs> okay. I'll um, say Ethan Frome, it sucked when I was a kid. And even as an adult, it sucked. Either Edith Wharton, anybody wants to defend Edith oh, Wharton. I- I can say she can just take a five-mile walk Emoji off 100. of a one-mile cliff. Emoji she 100. She sucked. She was a terrible writer. Ooh, ooh, the candy dish is red. You know, the, she, it's, it's red because they had passion. It's red because it's a candy dish, and that's the color of it. And she did not have the skills of a professional novelist to not telegraph every damn thing she wanted to do. I'm sorry, I'm still dealing with a lot of disappointment with the Chromecast Audio being discontinued. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of other things are kind of churning up right now. I apologize, Mm -hmm. but do believe what I I am sincere when I talk about do not believe any of the hype about Edith Wharton. She was horrible.
0: Well, how about we talk about some uh, tinfoil hat stuff? Yes. Yes. So this is interesting. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't heard about it until you brought it to our attention today, my attention. Um, it's called Project Alias. And it's basically, I'm going to explain this kind of going off of the website first before we go into detail.
1: If they, I'll, basic- I'll, I'll just set up just by saying that if you're really paranoid that you're thinking that the, my, my Google Home is recording everything I say and sending it to the Rosicrucians or something, that's why I always keep it in a tank of water, except for when I want to know what temperature it is. Like this is this is uh, so an engineer has a solution for you finally
0: right to which I'm like just walk over and see what the nest says anyway so uh, alias is a teachable quote unquote parasite that is designed and this is from the website that is designed to give users more control over their smart assistants both when it comes to customization and privacy and now I understand Andy why you uh, have an s in customization because they that's how they wrote it uh, these guys are Danish. Right, Den- they're from you can, Denmark. You
1: can, you can tell because they got these freaky little like uh, lines and, and other things and, uh, on top of their names.
0: Bjorn and Torre. I Bjorn, Carmen, and Torre Knudsen. I actually really do like there really, Scandinavian there sh- names.
1: There, there really should be an umlaut on one of those. Yeah, the, Bjorn yeah. has one of those zeros with a line through uh-huh. it that means null set. Carmen, right. I think t- it should be Torre Knudsen. Just to sort of give you visual balance, mm-hmm. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you how you should name yourself. And
0: yeah, just, and we apologize, so. Bjorn and Tori. We're Americans. For, uh, we're yeah. very
1: we have opinions about everything. because we're, ge- cause we're jealous. We're like, we just exactly. have
0: names like Florence and Andy. Anyway, <laughs> so you, and they you are... have umlauts <laughs> and
1: healthcare and nationalized <laughs> exactly. healthcare. Exactly, we, th- we we are in pain, not just physically because we don't have and money for the arts, but also. Uh,
0: um, so they offer an instructables. So if you have a Raspberry Pi, uh, this is a Raspberry Pi and 3D printing project. It, an instructables tells you how to print and assemble this thing that looks like the. It looks like a cap that you would put on an animal in the game, like Animal Crossing. You would just like put it on. Uh, it looks like it does look like a little brain, yeah. like, a, like, a mus- or like, a,
1: like a mushroom cap maybe, like a fungus. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So a it's fungus. In, like, Exactly. It is a friendly one, not the kind that makes you uh, vomit. Sorry, it's a terrible word, vomit. (laughs) And I said it again. Uh, So this basically acts as an electronic, quote unquote, middleman that sits on top of the Google Home. And it basically washes the microphones with white noise. So the microphones can't pick up anything in the room, which is (laughs) like, oh... That is kind of genius. Like, what? That is actually kind of genius. It's a literally a little, it's like putting a cap on top of your uh, boiling water and kind of letting a little bit of steam come out. It's just sort of controlling like the environment that is existing around the Google Home. And then when you use a custom defined wake word, which I'm assuming is the thing that you program into the Raspberry Pi alias picks it up, turns off the white noise, and then electronically speaks the OKG to wake the device for your commands. So it hears the command that you uh, set up specifically for you. You personalize it, whatever name you give it. Uh, I would probably call mine Flow Junior. Just kidding. I'm not going to call it that, Hackers. (laughs) Ha. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Or or Hackers.
1: Uh, Is she going for the double bluff?
0: Yes, exactly. That's for you, that's you, for never you to know. figure out. You never know. Uh, Didn't say being uh, and a hacker then, was
1: going to be easy at hacker school, did they? No, If they it did, not. it was not a very good hacker school. You got hacked. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Exactly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <I'm->
0: <laughs> uh, I think this is actually, this is really smart. And I really appreciate this project. I don't know how user-friendly it would be for somebody like me who gets easily. I mean, I don't like cooking. Because it requires me to pay attention to things, and which is why I have a problem with programming. <laughs> <Because> it requires <laughs> me to pay attention, and I I just don't have the patience for it. But I really like that it taps into the makerspace. If you are a maker who maybe you would like to get your folks a G home to put in the home in their home, you know, maybe you want to broadcast to them, maybe you want to use it for like. Phone calls, so you can do speakerphone. Maybe you just want to install it for them, so they can have an easier time turning off, turning on a light, or turning it off. You can have this this solution to do this for you, and it it just kind of helps, kind of helps mitigate any fear you might have. I mean, yeah.
1: it's it's it's, it's kind of arty
0: too, which is by the way very, yeah. very very Scandinavian.
1: Exactly. That's why, like, as I was reading about this, I was. I was trying to figure out if it was an actual functional thing or if it was sort of like an electronic performance art sort of thing mm-hmm. where they're saying, well, what if we need to have a middleman that keeps it just like the just like the electronic media keeps our ears filled with mush so that we're not ever listening? Really? Now we've got a device that does the same for the electronic oh listening device, man. Only they would say it with a Scandinavian accent and they'd be getting a lot of grant money for it because, again, this is a performance art project. But, yeah, but it, it's, not, it's not ridiculous because, um, yeah, you're, you, you've probably, listeners, uh, spent some time during the Thanksgiving or, or Christmas holidays explaining to your grandparents or aunts or uncles that – no the your 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 amazon Alyosha mm-hmm. or your google home is not recording everything you say there's just a little tiny so subsidiary chip that's just always listening for a code word and when it when it hears the activation word then it wakes up the main cpu to say yes listen to, here listen to what this person is about to say because what comes next is going to be a command and yes it's also it's and technically speaking that uh, that subsidiary processor does have a little buffer so it can pass along the entire command at once as opposed to forcing you to wait for a beep. It can actually take the whole thing. So technically speaking, yes, it is... If you want, if you want to, if you want a yes or no question, is it always recording? Yes, but I'm saying that it's always recording and discarding like the same seven seconds of audio over and over and over again, which is not to say that that's not to, that everyone will find that acceptable. Uh, you will remember that there was a some sort of there was a homicide case in which the detectives actually subpoenaed from Amazon. Uh, what are is there any we was there is there any audio? on the device that we can pull that might have been recorded at the time. And yeah, maybe there was something in on the device itself. But so again, it's if, if nothing else, so maybe they're going to be some people that are that careful about their own privacy and security. And I shouldn't make, I'm making fun of them because remember that the show is monetized and that if I if I, if I say if, – if I act like the person that I aspire to be, that's not entertaining at all. If I'm the idiot that who judges people and makes fun of them, which is what I want to be when I'm in front of a microphone and not in front of the actual target of my satire who can then punch me or even worse, make, sh- make it very, very clear that they're so much smarter, more clever than me in every single way, that's more risky for me. Uh, but uh, but that there are people that are leg- that are legitimately and without any need to make fun of them. I don't think I want the I want the utility of a Google home, but I do not want the ability to for anything that I don't want it to I don't want this thing to hear to be heard. And this is an actually a simple and effective way that anybody can assemble this stuff. You can download the 3D file for the mushroom cappy sort of thing, uh, buy a Raspberry Pi anywhere, install the software on it. And again, the you you don't have to turn the microphone off. Uh, that's one way to make sure it's not listening to you, but it also means that's not going to tell you what the temperature is or what right. your schedule is. So, and basically you will be listening to nothing until you say, wake up, I've got something to tell you. In which case it will then suddenly have its ears open because now <laughs> you don't have this little parasite on top going <whistles> all the time. So if if, if nothing – so for some people, it's going to be an actual solution. For other people, it's going to be a way for people like us to explain here's how these devices work and that while you really shouldn't be afraid of the privacy implications because it's a practical matter, it's really not capturing anything that is useful or compromising. That's not to say that it's not capturing anything at all and that's why that's why it's effective if it gives people a framework for have a conversation to say i never knew how this microphone works now i know mm-hmm. that then that's a and it's also it's also a cool cool little hack
0: uh, by the way, just to keep in with the theme and Andy, i had sent you a little picture on Slack, which you can see this picture uh, on the page, which we will put in the show notes. So <laughs> they were inspired by cordyceps, uh, fungus and viruses, which appropriate and control insects to fulfill their own agendas. I think there is one that like does it to ants and which is like, oh, my gosh, it's it's the nature is nature. Certainly. Has its way, but there's this fun little picture of actually growing mushrooms on the 3D printed like cra- cranial like whatever thing it is that you the cranial the, cap the, that the, the you nor- put on the top. The northern
1: slope of the of the yeah. Google Home thingamabobby.
0: But they show you how to basically like wrap saran wrap, I think, in between like the little <laughs> Raspberry Pi motherboard, and then how to like put the the uh, seeds in there to grow mushrooms.
1: See now see now. Uh, I I think you're gilding. I think they're gilding the lily there. I think it is. Yeah, actually, I don't think it adequate. has the Raspberry
0: Pi in it. By the way, I think it's just for the photo.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. If you, it's it's one thing to build this Raspberry Pi yeah. and this 3D printed thing and put the offer on it, it's quite another thing to say. And you know, to make sure that people are going to ask, hey, what's the deal with your Google Home? I'm going to grow mushrooms on it to make sure that they're going to ask me about it, and then I can tell them what it's all about, man. See, I'm I'm sorry. My my user interface is that whenever I'm talking about like an activist who maybe hasn't really thought things through and maybe is not being open, maybe not being respectful to the people that they're talking to or to the gravity of the things, that he's the person, he or she is the person who adds the word man in sort of a condescending way to actually anything. But you figured this out before then. I've had so many, but at this point, it's three in the afternoon. I've had so many Diet Dr. Peppers. That's a lot of caffeine.
0: Oh, that's okay. I'm... Still, anyway. Uh, well, I guess this is probably a good time for us to...
1: Detox. To, to, yeah,
0: say and say goodbye and maybe stop drinking all the caffeine we've been putting into our body this entire podcast recording session. Uh, <laughs> Andy, what have you been up to lately, like work-wise? How's, you know, 2019 been for you? <laughs>
1: 2019 has been productive now that I once again have a <laughs> have a website that works. Uh, so you're finding lots of, hopefully lots of stuff at anotgo.com. Uh, my uh, my 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 regular gig is still WGBH uh, NPR in Boston, but my uh, for now I've seem to have settled into a routine of I'll write something for my blog, and then like two hours later realize that oh actually not that not that this is too good for my blog readers but I can actually turn this into a rent payment r- rent check <laughs> if I simply send a direct message to, with a link to the to link to this to somebody before I actually make it private make it public and then, oh well there you go okay great thank you very much uh so yes that's so uh, so it's it's the it's the it's not the it's not the sloppy seconds warehouse of Andy Hancock tech commentary and journalism I'm just saying that there's it is there is a there is now a workflow that encourages me to sit down on a daily basis and write something for the blog, even though if it winds up someplace else.
0: Awesome. Uh, and the URL for that again was?
1: Inotco.com. I-H-N is a Nancy. A-T T isn't Tom. K-O. And the same w- w- wonderful uh, historical name will get you to my Instagram and my Twitter.
0: Perfect. Thank you, Andy. Uh, as for me, I'm still trying to be productive this year. <laughs> Uh, so besides, you know, the podcasting that I do, you can come to florenceion.com. That is the flow feed. Uh, I try to update at least weekly with what our podcasts were about that week. Uh, I'm trying to update with blogs just on work that (laughs) seems like you readers would love to read it. And I would also appreciate if anybody out there listening who has questions, for me on any sort of tech thing, whether it's buying advice or how do I use this, please, please go to com and use the submit a question link to send a question directly to my inbox. I love to receive questions. I love to answer them. And 2019, my resolution is to answer them in a timely fashion now that I've figured out what I'm doing with my website. <laughs> so please, if you have time for that, uh, I would mostly appreciate it. As for Andy and I... Also remember that you can subscribe to our lovely podcast at relay.fm slash material and also find out more information about our advertisers. And of course, subscribing to us and becoming a member gets you all of these cool Relay FM benefits and gets you bonus episodes. So stay tuned for that. And I guess now is the time where we say goodbye for now. And we hope that you have an absolutely lovely week. Until next week. (laughs) Don't (laughs)